Hello and welcome again. I'm Pastor Deborah. Welcome to another wonderful spiritual teaching video of words of encouragement for you. This is going to be video number 26 of the year 2023. I have gotten caught up on others and I'm recording. This is my second recording this morning. The house is quiet. My husband has gone fishing. And so I am ready, had a good night's sleep. Takes a lot of energy and concentration to record. I have to set my laptop and cameras up. My one camera, excuse me. My microphone, I have to get dressed up with some lipstick on. Fix my hair a little bit. Get my Zoom Pro program up. That's who I'm recording through. Find a wonderful motion video by Pixabay. This is a free one. It's about the Aurora Borealis from up in the northern lights. It's there is an atmosphere around the earth, and when the sun's radiation comes through, it hits it. And it this is what it looks like. It's beautiful. Beautiful. And it's going to help us to illustrate this word of encouragement. I like to use those better than um uh, just looking back into my living room. Because we are visual learners. And we are learners by hearing and sometimes because we are all spiritual children we need some visuals to help us so here in this word of encouragement the title is do you know the name of the lord the eternal judge that dwells in zion this motion video sort of shows us eternity that there is a glory and a light shining over all the world. And it's speaking. Believe it or not, light has voices. It has different frequencies. Everything has a voice. I didn't even know that rocks can sing. But I went to some caverns and they would take a pitch, a, a fork or something and hit a rock and make a noise. Because God tells us in his word that the rocks will sing out. Light. Everything has frequency everything has a voice and this light here is showing us talking to us telling us the name of the lord the eternal judge that dwells in zion way on up there so let's begin first with prayer and then we'll get into the words of encouragement dear heavenly father we thank you for this time for your words of encouragement from out of your book, the King James Authorized Bible. We thank you that this word of encouragement out of Psalms 9, 9 through 11, written by King David, the second king of ancient Israel, will bring us hope, encouragement, knowledge, truth, light. And you will tell us and show us through this free motion video by Pixabay here on the social media through youtube you will help us to learn hidden truths answer questions help us to learn and grow in truth and in light for your desire is to know our spirit and our spirit must have truth and light so it can understand the realm of the spirit where you are for we have been told that you are a spirit And we must learn to get to know you in spirit. 
and in truth. So let this word of encouragement help us just a little bit more here through this global spiritual teaching ministry with me, Pastor Deborah, a master teacher, a spiritual king and warrior, a soldier, a priest, a prophet, an evangelist, a teacher, a mother. Yeah, a mama. So thank you, Father, for being with me, Pastor Deborah, in teaching your words of spirit and life. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right, as I said, we're going to Psalms 9, 9 through 11. This is the Old Testament of the Bible. Psalms was written by the second king of ancient Israel, King David. He was a songwriter, was a poet, a musician. He has a lot to tell us. He had a heart that would go after God. His mind was always connected. Even though he did not have the Holy Spirit living inside of him yet, because the cross had not yet occurred, he had a relationship with this God, this Lord, this eternal judge that dwelled in Zion, the high place. Let's begin with verse 9. The Lord, King David is telling us, the eternal judge, that means he's a judge, going to judge righteousness and unrighteousness. He's going to sit up on the bench. He's going to listen to the defense attorney, the prosecuting attorney. He's going to listen, evaluate, and make a judgment. And the Lord of Zion, he, King David is saying, he is all of those things. He's the Lord. Lord means owner. Master. He is the eternal judge. And the Lord, the owner of Zion. Also will be a spiritual refuge for the spiritually oppressed. A spiritual refuge in times of spiritual trouble. King David knew this God, that when you get oppressed, you're in times of trouble. He had a lot of them, his own family, his friends, his king he served, King Saul. They were all attacking him. And he had to run and flee and from them to survive. And he only had God to trust him. God did some strange thing, put him in the hands of the land of the enemy. Of Israel. Hit him. And he is saying. You'll be my refuge. I can hide in you. I've been there before. I've been called to the pastor's office. And I had nobody that could defend me. Speak for me. And all I could pray was. Lord I'm running into your high tower. Into your defense. For your help. And he would say. When you go into the meeting. Say nothing. What? Don't defend yourself. You would get directions, guidance, leadership, protection. Oh, it's fiery around you and the attacks are coming. But you're quiet on the inside. So David is saying, you are my spiritual refuge for my spirit. For I'm being spiritually oppressed. A lot of people are and they don't even know it. He says, you'll be my spiritual refuge in times of spiritual trouble. Mm -hmm. 
And that takes us off to Psalms 32, 7. When I was learning how to study, I had to learn to follow out the scripture references. Then I discovered some book Bibles don't have the same scripture reference. I always stayed with the authorized King James Bible. The reason is, there's a great movie about it, how it came to be. King James was the king of both England and Scotland. He was the son of Queen Mary, who was Catholic. She was banished by Queen Elizabeth to Scotland. She stayed Catholic, but she took her son James, raised him Protestant with a wonderful teacher. And James learned about the Holy Spirit and how that was his teacher. And when Queen Elizabeth died, the first, James, the only living relative, was brought back to England to be the king over England, Scotland, Ireland. Well, he was a learned man through the Holy Spirit in Protestantism. When he got into England, he discovered there were two Bibles, the Geneva Bible and the Bishop's Bible. Neither one of them were any good. And one of them, I think it was the Geneva Bible, that were written more by, uh, we'll say, Protestant people who didn't believe in kingship, royalty, majesty, dressing up, ornaments, gold, nothing. So that's where a lot of your pilgrims came from, who eventually became under Cromwell, who came to America and settled. And they threw off the robes of righteousness and kings to have democracy. A lot of history. And the other one was written by the bishops, who were former Catholic priests. Neither Bible was very good. So King James gave an order. Take the Latin Vulgate, take the Greek, take the Hebrew, and just translate the word, word for word. Don't put any commentaries in it. Don't add anything. Don't put your opinions. Just the word. So the King James Bible came out. That's what I read. I let my interpreter be the Holy Spirit. I don't want any slant to it. I don't want any. Just I want uh, the Webster's Dictionary to define the word for me. The Strong's Concordance I use to define the words in Greek and Hebrew. But I leave the interpretation and the meaning up to the Holy Spirit. He's my real spiritual teacher to help me become a spiritual king. He's my master teacher, my guide. He will tell me what the words mean spiritually. Even if he has to show me a movie or read a true story or listen to music or look at nature, he will use illustrations from everywhere to help me. So what happened is I chose the authorized King James Bible I looked at other ones. Do you know Satan's people own some Bible translation companies? And I had to compare the Lord's Prayer in many different versions of the Bible. And I saw the difference. So I don't use those. So if you, I just use the authorized, I say that, King James Bible. Now, if you read it in Jewish and Hebrew, the Old Testament, You may not understand a lot. You know, of course, you have to read it from uh, right to left. 
and it's different. The Holy Spirit will still help you if you want to know truth. So let's go to Psalms 32.7 by King David again. Verse 7. You, O Lord God, eternal of the kingdom of heaven, are my spiritual hiding place. You shall spiritually, I was taught to put the word spiritual, spiritually, in front of just about every word. Because I learned that the Bible is a book of spirit and life. The Old Testament is a book of the flesh. Because it could not reveal a lot spiritually to our spirits. So it was a shadow of what was going on in the spirit. God was also trying to get control of the flesh, discipline it, give it rules so it will not get crazy. And he was working in the realm of the flesh and using it to be a shadow and a representation of the realm of the spirit for the spirit. Until the day of the cross could come. And the Holy Spirit could enter into the spirit and help it from within. All he had was without. So David here is saying that you, O Lord God, eternal of the kingdom of heaven. Right there, you learn we're talking kingdoms, king, territory, domain. You call a king a lord. The owner of the kingdom, the owner of the territory, the domain. That's not taught in Christianity. It's not taught to believers. You are my spiritual hiding place. You shall spiritually preserve and help me to live. And escape from spiritual trouble. You, oh my Lord, shall spiritually encircle, compass, surround, cover me, hide me. With your spiritual songs, words, promises of deliverance. What you learn about God is if he says something, it's done. He watches over his words, his songs. If he has songs of deliverance, it's done. And if you run to them and believe in, even if your physical body dies, he's after your spirit. He'll give you a new body, a reincarnation with a new planet. And even when you die, if you're one at, or before, if you believe in him, you get a new spirit. Your spirit is reincarnated. It is a new creature in him. Never existed before. So many uh, religions believe in reincarnation. You die and you come back as a new creature. Most of them believe you're coming back as a lower thing, but that's not true. But the process is the same. Now let's go back to Psalms 9. 9 through 11, verse 10. And they, us, humanity, that spiritually know your spiritual name, your nature, your essence, your image, your likeness, your character, your heart, your ways, 
will spiritually put will put their spiritual trust and faith in you, be rooted in you, in your beliefs and your truths about you. For you, O Lord, have not spiritually forsaken us, humanity, that spiritually seek you or that doesn't seek you. You have not left us alone. Those who do believe in us, it may not look like it in the natural. You are going to die. May not look like it when you're born with birth defects. It may not look like it when you die in childhood, being abused, tortured, blown apart in war. But he has not forsaken your spirit. Because the Bible is about the spirit. The kingdom of heaven is a spirit. God is a spirit. He's after your forever you, the forever person, the spirit part of you. And he has not forsaken it. Now we go to Psalms 91, verse 14. Because he, you, O spiritual man, you little one, the forever person, God is saying to you, That he has set his spiritual love, his mind, his purposes, his heart upon you. The Lord God of heaven. Say way back up there. His light is shining out. It's so far back. See all that? It's way back there. Therefore, well, I, the Lord God, he says, Spiritually deliver you, rescue you, save you, protect you. Because I have set my heart on you, he says. He's not giving up on you. That's right. Not one unbeliever. I, the Lord, will spiritually set, place, raise up on high you. In the royal glory of the kingdom of heaven. In authority and dominion. According to Genesis 1.26. Into power and glory. Majesty. Honor. Righteousness. That's my goal for you. Every one of you that's an unbeliever. That's praying to other gods. Bowing down. To other things. Serving other stuff. Why would he do that for you? Because he, you owe the forever person, has spiritually known and will come to know my hidden spiritual name. I've set my mind to it. I've got a plan. I'm working it. I'm sending it out in light frequencies. I'm sending out my voice. It's traveling the world. All of nature sings. Because you, even though you don't know it, your forever person cries out for me, for help. Even in your darkest days and dreams, 
I will help you to learn my hidden spiritual name, my nature, my essence, my image, my likeness, my glory, and be intimate with me. The human spirit had already had eternity and this need to serve a God. We see that in ancient days. In Egypt, there were gods everywhere. Humanity knew we were to serve and be in connection to an eternal being. Did you know the pharaohs believed they were the son of God on earth? I had to go through that. I had to learn the pattern. I, the forever person, when I believed in this God, I became a reincarnated God myself. Because I am his child, his offspring. So here he's saying, because I have placed eternity in you, your heart is always calling out, even though you don't know it, in deep cries, trying to reach me. And I will answer you. Now let's go back again to Psalms 9, 9 through 11, verse 11. Sing praises to the Lord, which dwells, lives, abides in spiritual Zion. Spiritually declare among the people his doings, his works, his nature, his essence, his decrees, his laws. His miracles, his works, his commands, his agape love. I'm to declare that to you. Nature declares it, sings it to us, if you're listening. Mm -hmm. It is there, the voice in the darkness. Everything is singing, speaking to us. About him. Now let's go to Psalms. 107. 20 through 22. Verse 20. He the Lord God of Israel. Spiritually sent his word. That's it coming out. And spiritually healed them. All of humanity. His lost spiritual children. We hear that on the day Christ Jesus was born. Glory to God in the highest. And peace on earth to all. His word was sent. It had come. It was already here. It came in Egypt to free Israel. Came to Abraham. Mm-hmm. Came to Isaac, came to Jacob, came to humanity in the garden. And spiritually healed them, all of humanity, his lost spiritual children. And spiritually delivered them from their spiritual distractions, their enemies, their nature and situations. Mm Mm-hmm. God's at work through words of encouragement, if you're listening. Verse 21. Oh, that men, all of humanity, Christ King David, would spiritually praise the Lord for his spiritual 
goodness and for his wonderful spiritual works, his words, his deeds, his creation, his deliverance, his nature and love, his essence to the spiritual children of humanity. A lot of you haven't gotten to know him yet. So you don't praise him yet. That's okay. We'll help you. Verse 22. And let them spiritually sacrifice. Give offerings. That means praise. Words. Sometimes all you can give is a tear. A moan. A thought. That's it. Can't do anything physically. Sometimes you you just reach out with a thought. That's all. God sees it as a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. An offering to him of thanksgiving. And spiritually declare a small spiritual voice. A manifested cry. Even God himself cries. Have you heard him? He is trying to say, I'm here for you. Come. Reach out for my hand. You are reaching. You just don't know it. Ignorance and darkness and slavery have encapsulated you. But deep in your spirit, it is desiring him. You just don't know it yet. But he's reaching out to you also. He's trying to demonstrate to you through nature. Through ideas. Even at the moment of death, he comes. He's reaching and trying to demonstrate his love for you. His works of agape love. Here in the Aurora Boreala. He's showing us. Powerful things. In the heavenlies. He is speaking through it. The mountains are listening. His reflection is here in the lake. Everything is working. Talking. About him. Spiritually. Rejoicing. So what's the name of the Lord? The great I am. The father of Christ Jesus. Jehovah. God. The eternal being. The eternal judge. That dwells. In Zion. You see right there in the center. I'm trying to get my hand there. Right there. That sort of represents the center of Zion. Zion is represented in the flesh in Israel up on the mount. That was just the earthly representation, a shadow. The real Zion is in the kingdom of heaven, the third heaven. I've been there many a times. I've even taken people there. Taken them right from hell. 
taking them at death, taking them just to visit so to help them make a decision. If you could fly into the aurora boreella, live in that beauty, taste the radiation that comes, the light, the glory, and it change you. Hear it singing to you of its love for you. See the majesty and glory of it. You would be different. So sometimes I might need to take you to help you decide. Maybe your God lives on planet Earth. Mine does. He lives in me. He goes wherever I go. I'm a moving temple. It's a temple of my spirit. Even when I'm out of my body doing work, he is in my spirit. The unseen God in the unseen on the physical planet on my body. So this is your word of encouragement. Hopefully it answered your question. Who is this guy, King David, talking about? The eternal judge of the universe. Somebody's tried to take his place, take over his name. His name is Satan. Don't you be fooled. He's the spirit of Antichrist. He wants everything God wants and can't have it, but he's trying. He wants your worship, your sacrifice. He wants you to serve him. He wants you to bless him, praise him, bow down to him, because that's what God wants from you. But don't you do that to Satan. If you don't know who he is. God of the Aurora Boreala. Satan didn't create that. He didn't create anything. He didn't create a mountain of water. He didn't create anything. He perverts it. But he didn't create it. But he claims it for his own. Because he knows God created it. And claims it. So don't you be fooled by the Antichrist, Satan, the false gods, his false prophets. If you want to learn more about the God of King David, Pastor Deborah, keep watching the videos. Read his book, the King James Bible. Watch the movies. Study. Pray. Ask God to help you. He will. He'll reveal himself to you, maybe in a dream, maybe in nature. Maybe he'll show up in your living room when you're at work. In the situation. And even if he doesn't. You stay strong. And you believe in him. You trust him. Even through death. Mm -hmm. Through hard times. Because he's after your spirit. Your forever person. Alright. That's your word of encouragement. Doesn't sound like one. But you learned a little bit. You got encouraged. If you took it in. All right, I'll see you next time on the next Word of Encouragement. And you keep growing and learning and studying. There's many a good teachers out there to help you. Go slow. If you don't even have the Bible, God will use nature. Everything in your life he will use. He'll talk to you in your dreams. When you're just minding your own business, he'll talk to you. You might have a thought. A feeling. Check it out. Ask him if that's you. Because you don't want to believe. Because the other guy can talk to you. And he can give you feelings. But you be encouraged. 
there's hope. There's a God that loves you so much. And he wants you to be with him. Now and in eternity. I'll see you next time on another word of encouragement from Pastor Deborah. Bye.